Welcome to the Rediscovering Normal podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie J. Clark. Rediscovering Normal is all about living life differently than the world expects you to. It's about finding your faith and being led by the Spirit in all that you do. Life is hard, but when you're rediscovering normal, you can find joy and peace in the challenges when you do life with Jesus. So grab your Bible and join me as we begin rediscovering normal together. Hi friend, I'm so happy you're here. Today we're going to discuss how to start living biblically. Now, before you think this isn't for you, I encourage you to listen in. It doesn't have to be complicated, and it doesn't mean you have to follow hard and fast rules. This is simply to help you understand how you can start living biblically. When you start, Jesus will take care of the hard work of changing your heart to get you to continue living more more and more biblically every day. You know, rediscovering normal. So let's get to it. So when you hear me say, start living biblically, what comes to mind? Do you feel like you have to give up everything you love? Or maybe you think of all the rules and laws that are listed in the Bible, specifically the Old Testament. Maybe you aren't even sure of all those laws and rules that are laid out in the Old Testament. I know I most certainly wasn't aware of these laws when I first started reading the Bible. And I'll admit, when I first read about all the laws, I immediately thought to myself, how in the world can I live up to this? There is no possible way. The good news is that's the exact point of the gospel and why it's such good news, right? Jesus came to earth so he could fulfill those laws on our behalf because it's impossible for us humans to keep them all. He took up the cross and died for our sins for us so we could have salvation. When I first read the Bible, I was feeling like there was no way I'd ever make it to heaven. But then I got to the Gospels. Maybe I should have started there. Eh, I don't know. I found so much comfort in learning the Gospel myself. I've mentioned before that I grew up in the church, so I had an understanding of the stories from Sunday school. But those stories were obviously tailored towards children. I had no idea of all the evil in the world and the reason behind all those stories that all point to Jesus. And then I read Galatians, which is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Go ahead, grab your Bible and get ready to highlight. Galatians chapter 5 verse 14 says, For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. Isn't that so comforting? Jesus fulfilled the entire law for us and we're asked to love our neighbor as ourselves in return? Now, this may be harder than it seems at the surface because your neighbor means everyone, even your enemies. It's very clear that we're supposed to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, as it's mentioned eight different times, at least that I've found myself, so don't hold me to that number specifically. If you find more, it's just another point in showing you how important it is to love our neighbor. I'll include a link in the show notes with the rest of the verses for you to reference and to highlight in your Bible if you want. So love your neighbor. This is one of the first things you can start working on as you start living biblically. 
Second, you have to start paying attention to where you are giving your attention. This is a big one. Think of it this way. Think of something or even someone in your life who you care so much about. I'd like to say your kids and your spouse can be slightly different in category, but it could apply to them as well. Okay, so have you got your thing or person? What happens if that thing or person is gone? Do you still have your eyes on Jesus or is your world falling apart? Give me a minute to explain. This is why I say your kids and your spouse are probably slightly different and even probably more just family and friends in general. But this is my point. If you chose a thing in your life, for example, my job at one point was so important to me and I was let go unexpectedly. I was devastated. I was lost. I had made my job part of my identity. Or another example that involves a person. Maybe you have a friend or even your spouse. Maybe you've put them on a pedestal and you feel like you can't live without them. If that friend or spouse were no longer in your life, would your eyes still be on Jesus? Anything you've attached your identity to means you've elevated that thing as an idol in your life. Maybe that's money or a diet or a workout routine or even a friend or your kids. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't feel grief if a loved one is no longer in your life or that you shouldn't focus on your health or becoming financially free. I'm simply saying if you've attached your identity to it and it were taken away, would you be okay trusting Jesus or would you be lost in your identity? Here's another example that might be controversial, but it's biblical. If you're a mama, how many of you put your kids before your spouse? I know I have before. I've used the excuse, well, the kids just drain me, so I have no energy to focus on anything else. Are you putting your kids on a pedestal because you've found your identity in motherhood? Again, I'm not saying not to take care of your kids, but your spouse should come before your kids, and Jesus should come before your spouse. I'm sure we'll get into this more in future episodes, but for now, I just want you to start thinking about what gets your attention and if you've put your identity in that and ultimately made it an idol in your life. Jesus over everything. Simple as that. I realize that can be hard to shift out of, but I encourage you to simply start thinking about it and making a conscious effort to stop putting your identity in people or things. And finally, I think it's important to look at God's design for man and woman and how he designed us to live. Did you know that God designed woman to be man's helper? Go ahead and flip your Bible to the very beginning and we'll take a look at Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 through 17 says, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. God commanded Adam to not eat from the tree. After this command, God then created woman, a helper suitable for him. 
a helper suitable for him can be found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. The serpent later deceives Eve by telling her that she would not die if she ate the fruit, but that she would be like God, knowing good and evil. And you can find that in Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 through 5. Eve saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. That's in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. When the Lord asked if they ate the fruit from the tree that he commanded them not to eat from, Adam threw Eve under the bus. Adam said, She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. That's in Genesis chapter 3, verse 12. Eve wanted the wisdom of God and pulled her husband right along with her. Based on scripture, it seems that Eve took over control when she decided to eat the fruit and Adam gave up his responsibility for leadership when he listened to his wife. Because of the fall, Eve and probably most women, would try to control her husband. Adam, and probably most men, would be generally more passive. This may not be true for everyone, but I know it's been true for me. I have a tendency to take control and try to manage everything. I take on the mental load of the household, and my husband lets me do it. This is the curse that was placed after the fall of man. So we come by it naturally. However, there are also other examples of men and women that we can look to for how to live biblically. For us women, we can look at the Proverbs 31 woman. At first glance, it seems like she's just taking care of the house and the babies. But she's also a businesswoman and her husband adores her. For any men that may be listening, we can look at Ephesians 5. Or us women can also look to Ephesians 5 as an example of what we can be praying for our men to look like. Here's the highlights. He should lead your household, not only the household physically, but he should be leading the household spiritually. He should love you just as Jesus loved the church. Not only saying he loves you, but his actions should also show it as well. He should also nourish and care for you. And take note, ladies, we must be doing our part to love our husbands in order for them to love us. So to summarize, to simply start living biblically, you need to love your neighbor, stop attaching your identity to people and things and making them into idols, and finally, focus on God's design on how men and women are supposed to live. Now, of course, we also have the Ten Commandments that we should also live by as well. We should also be reading our Bible, praying, and being led by the Spirit in all that we do. When you read the Bible, pray, and allow the Spirit to lead you, it's easier to begin living biblically. The Spirit will guide you and reveal things to you through Scripture so you can look a little more like Jesus every day. So I encourage you to start making little steps towards living more biblically every day and make it part of your journey in rediscovering normal. And with that, I'll meet you back here next week. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Rediscovering Normal podcast. Could you do me a huge favor? If you felt the Holy Spirit moving in you during this episode, could you give it a five-star rating or leave a review wherever you're listening? And please share it with someone who may need this message as well. This is the number one way that others find out about the podcast. And if you want to keep in touch, find me on Instagram. Okay, friend, until the next episode, keep rediscovering normal every day with Jesus.